welcome to episode number 47 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and in today's episode, we are talking about quick and easy lunches, particularly for those of you who are on the go trying to get kids out the door or get yourself out of the door to work or school. So the bulk of this episode is actually going to be talking about how to get it together in the evenings or in the mornings to propel yourself to prepare a healthy, quick and easy lunch, because we know that actually taking the time to do that is probably one of the biggest challenges. So stay tuned and we're going to talk all about it shortly. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. Of course, today we are talking about quick and easy lunches. And to give you an overview of what I'm planning on talking about, and it's kind of a misleading title in that we, of course, are going to give you ideas for what to bring, particularly for you for lunch at work, if you maybe are on the road, or if you have access to a lunchroom at your office. So that is definitely the subject of this episode. However, what I'm really going to be focusing on is all those environmental things that are going to help you actually get your quick and easy healthy lunch made in the morning. Because I have confidence in you, you have good ideas about what you can bring for lunch. It's just a matter of like getting it together and doing it. So we're actually going to talk a lot about some recipes as well, but mostly the environmental stuff that's like Um, some examples of what we're going to talk about at a high level will just be like planning the night before. I cannot stress that enough. We're going to talk about that a lot. We're also going to talk about repetition and how you can maybe bring the same lunch a few days in a row and how that's actually going to help you out. Um, And then we will talk about, you know, if you have access to a lunchroom, some good ideas there. And if you're on the road, some other good ideas for lunch. And then I'm going to just wrap up with some quick tips for you. But ultimately, I just really want to stress, and this is not only for your healthy lunch, but every meal of the day, if you can be mentally prepared and know what you're going to eat for the following meal, that is going to help you out so much. Because I actually want to share an interesting psychology study that I was recently looking into, because one of my passions is sharing information with you that's not only about recipes, but it's also about using sort of mind hacks that are going to help you eat the way you want to eat. So I had heard about this study um, that was, all I could remember about it really was it was apples versus cookies. And I was trying to find the actual psychological study that was done. It was from Carnegie Mellon University. It was done in about 2011. But the gist of it was... um, They basically took a bunch of people in a room and they said, okay, everybody, you're going to be here for a couple of days. Let's plan your your food. What do you want to eat? So you have a choice for your snack of, we're talking about tomorrow. So tomorrow, what do you guys want for your snack? Do you want a cookie or do you want an apple? And this was basically the study was they, and the people, the participants didn't know that this whole snack situation was the actual study. But what they found was when people were preparing to pick something for like the following day, they found it so much easier to choose a healthy option. So a lot of people chose in that situation, everyone was like, yeah, I'll have an apple tomorrow. I'll have an apple. I'll have an apple. Occasionally people did say, oh, tomorrow I want the cookie. 
But the idea is it's so much easier for us to make healthy decisions and less sort of impulse decisions when the decision was made a long time ago. So the idea here is if we can, um, you know, mentally, whether it's packing your lunch or even deciding, maybe you buy your lunch and deciding, you know, you're, it's the evening before and you're um, thinking about your workday tomorrow and you can think, oh, well, tomorrow maybe I will, you know, walk to the grocery store at lunch and pick up uh, you know, that salad that I love with the red onions and the mandarin oranges. So it's the act of making that decision in advance. And it could also be, you know, okay, I'm, I'm in the kitchen. It's the night before. What should I eat or what do I want myself to be eating tomorrow for lunch? So it's the act of preparing and planning ahead that is going to actually make it easier for you to make a healthy choice. Not to mention that, of course, packing your lunch the night before is going to make your morning go a lot more smoothly because you've got time to prepare your salad or your crackers or whatever that healthy option may be. So ultimately, that's something I really want to stress for you because it's very hard in the moment, maybe if you're the whole, your work, your coworkers, your work gang, you're all suddenly deciding to like, hey, does you guys want to go out for pizza for lunch? And when you've already mentally decided in your head, like, oh, I, I was going to have, go to the grocery store and get, um, you know, my favorite salad, or I've got this delicious, healthy thing that I already packed and prepared and spent the time doing, and then you're way more likely to make that healthy choice um, than if you were like, oh, I don't know, I didn't have a plan. Sure, let's get pizza. And of course, you're allowed to have pizza. But ultimately, what I'm talking about here is these everyday choices and routines and the grooves that you get into, that's what is really going to make a difference. So what I want you to be doing is getting into the groove of either just mentally making the decision of what you're going to bring for lunch or actually, ideally, packing your lunch the evening before, um, you know, getting into that groove and of course some days it's not going to happen some days maybe you'll decide to go out for pizza but ultimately what you want to be doing is preparing all the time and I've actually found in my own life too because I work from home I don't need to do this so much anymore but um, when I just mentally think late like right now it's um, I should I should actually be having lunch. It's lunchtime right now. And I already know in my head what I'm going to eat because I've kind of been looking forward to my next meal and thinking about it. And when you do that, it, you know, thinking about your meal in advance and just kind of planning it out, it really helps you to um, not only make a healthy decision, but also to like avoid snacking too much because you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to have that delicious raw vegan lasagna that I made for lunch so I don't need to have a snack that's going to ruin my lunch for me. So that preparation of planning the night before is just super, super key. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk about. Now, the second thing, which is the idea of repetition, it kind of goes hand in hand with the first subject of planning. Because we don't want to be obsessing about food all day and planning our meals and spending too much of our time. You know, life is short, days are short. There's so many fun, exciting things we could be doing. So if you can get into your groove of planning, but also it's okay, particularly if you're just 
packing food for yourself. I mean, your kids maybe aren't going to want to have the same thing every day, but if you can just get in the groove of this is what I tend to eat for lunch and I'm just boom, 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 packing it, whipping it up and going and maybe having the same lunch. Now, I don't tend to be so organized like that I'm able to pack like it's Sunday evening and I'm going to pack three days of lunches to have me ready all for the next three days. That I mean, that's awesome if you can do it, but that's not so much what I'm talking about. It's just maybe um, I know the last office job that I had, one of my super go-to uh, meals that I repeated all the time is what on my website at therawtearing.com, if you just, I think, search salad for lunch or lunch salad or something, I had a very simple um avocado tomato carrot salad that I would eat like all the time and it was it was basically good but it was so easy because I um, was able to just prepare it at work and I would just swing by the grocery store because it was on the way to my job and it was just something I would eat and I did not have to think about it so when you're repeating something it requires of course, the first time you make anything, any new recipe, it's like, oh my gosh, this is using up all my little gray cells in my head. And it it's a big deal. But the more you make something, the more familiar with you get with the recipe or a certain way of eating, it becomes innate and natural and it requires very little effort at all. So I'm definitely encouraging you to get into some sort of routine. Let's even just use an example of not necessarily the salad I was just talking about, but a typical green salad. Like, um, you know, maybe you're going to just take a huge handful, a couple of handfuls of spinach and put that in a big Ziploc bag with some chopped carrots and maybe a handful of snap peas or something and throw that all in a big Ziploc bag. Then you're going to also have a little Tupperware that you always use for your salad dressing and just throw your salad dressing in there and maybe another little Ziploc bag of nuts or something. So whatever you're doing, you're just doing it the same way every day too. Like I always have a handful or two of greens and blah, blah, blah in a Ziploc. And then I put some sort of dressing or something exciting in a little Tupperware. So just repeating either the recipe or just the flow of what you're doing and using the same stuff and just getting in that groove is really going to help you as well. Because, and you might have um, listened to my episode in the past, which was episode 32 called Decision-Free Living, which was super key and talked about our poor little brains and how uh, every single day on average you make about 35,000 decisions. And anything we can do to help our brain just kind of go on autopilot and not have to decide too much, like think, um, what am I going to pack the salad in or the, I don't know. It's just like, everything seems that much more overwhelming and so much more, like it takes so much more effort. But when you get in a routine and for me, I am actually advocating for using the same meal or the same recipe repeatedly and you can switch it up but like if you have a couple of go-to recipes that you just keep using um, that is really really useful as well and what I tend to do is I just keep eating something um, a recipe until I get bored with it and then I'm like oh I don't want that again and then I will just you know think hmm 
and maybe spend a little bit more time one night when I think, okay, I've got to switch this up and then I'll assemble something else and maybe I don't like it or uh, maybe I love it. And then that becomes my new thing. So that repetition is really going to help you to, to have quick and easy lunches really, because that quick and easy lunch for you might be like something really obscure, like sauerkraut and I don't know, uh, chopped cabbage and pine nuts and a little side of homemade pesto. So for you, that might be something you make every day and you have those ingredients in your house and that's just normal for you and you can get in that groove. But for me, if I if you're you're kind of sitting there and say, oh, just bring some sauerkraut and some homemade pesto and whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, those things are not in my routine. That sounds crazy and complicated. So really, it's up to you to figure out what you enjoy eating and is also healthful for you as well and just to get in the groove of eating that thing again and again. So those are like the key points that I really wanted to make up front before we start talking about the nitty-gritty of recipe ideas. So I I did want to kind of break this out because I recognize that some of you will have access to like a regular office situation where you maybe get half an hour or an hour for lunch and you can just go into the lunchroom and you have a fridge and it's still, you know, there's a lot to arrange there, but that's a lot easier. So I'm going to first talk about that. And then secondly, we're going to talk about kind of the on the road people. So you might be, you know, at university and you're going to school and you certainly don't have a fridge. You're just either buying food on campus or you are having to bring your own brand bag kind of thing without a fridge. Or maybe you have a job that um, you're really on the go, like you're on the road driving around or, you know, those those two types of lunch eaters have really different needs. So first we're going to just talk about the lunchroom crowd, which that definitely was something I'm more familiar with for myself because before I was working from home, I just had typical office jobs. So I'll just kind of say the first thing for me is that lunch salad I'm going to talk about again, just in a little bit of greater detail. So this was kind of my like, I I was a slacker, I didn't get it organized, and I'm just going to bring the ingredients for the lunch salad. So what I would do here is I would just bring an, an avocado, not peeled, not cut up or anything, just like bring an avocado. I'd bring a big carrot or two, and I'd bring a big tomato. And I would not prepare them. I would just bring those like in a grocery, in like a Sobeys or Thrifty Foods bag kind of thing. And that would be like my sort of pathetic preparation for lunch. Um, And then of course, I would also have some snacks as well that I could easily grab and not have to pack, which for me would be like maybe a couple of oranges and a banana or something like that. So that would be like my most basic... um, backup plan kind of thing if I didn't get anything else together. So then when I was at lunch in my lunch room, I would just, uh, and I didn't have a long time for lunch, so I would just, you know, get a big bowl and chop up that tomato, peel and chop that carrot, and then scoop all of the avocado into the bowl and kind of stir everything around and the avocado would act like a dressing. And like I said a little earlier, for me, this was very convenient because I drove right by a grocery store and sometimes often actually I would just pop into the grocery store and just um, you know buy a big tomato and a big carrot and I would have brought a big sorry 
a big tomato and a big avocado. And then I would have just brought a big carrot from home. Um, and they got used to seeing me there in the mornings. But that was kind of like not very sexy, but it would work for me for lunch. And again, I would always have snacks at the office. Like um, I would just keep a big bag of apples or a big bag of oranges in the work fridge there. So I always would have access to that if I got a little bit hungry. And then of course at my desk, I would have, you know, almonds and maybe some Lara bars and that kind of thing ready to go at my desk in large quantities. So I didn't have to think about that every morning because we all know that some mornings are more organized than others. Um, so that was my, like, like I said, backup plan. But ideally, if I had a little bit more time, something I really liked to do was just make a really big salad and bring it in. Usually I just had a big Tupperware and I would just throw whatever I had in, in terms of dry stuff, like um, some chopped celery, chopped carrots and spinach, etc. And then I would definitely have some sort of dressing or something a little more exciting on the side because when you're bringing a salad to work, you want to keep all the dryish vegetables together and then your your sauce and maybe something else you're going to add to it, like a crumbled up veggie burger or something like that. Keep those separately because nobody likes a soggy salad. Another thing that I found worked very well for, for me as well was just to have access to raw vegan crackers. Um mostly because they're just so portable. So I didn't, I don't tend to eat a lot of crackers when I'm at home, but I usually have quite a few in the freezer. And of course, to make a raw cracker, you'd usually be putting some veggies and nuts in a dehydrate, sorry, in a food processor and then dehydrating them. And the nice thing about a good cracker that has a reasonable amount of fat in it is that you can freeze it and it freezes beautifully. It's just, um, just because of the higher fat content, it just like you can pull it out and practically eat it right then and there. So that is super handy. So usually I will keep all of my crackers in the freezer and those are really easy just to grab too. You know, if you're trying to get something together the night before, even that morning, just to have a whole bunch of those crackers in your freezer. And that is super helpful. And, um, I would usually, if again, if I was in my lunchroom mode, I would usually maybe have a an avocado that I could spread on a cracker, almost like butter. So that was an easy thing to, to bring as well. And of course, so many of my easy entree recipes, like if you just go to the rawtearing.com and in the recipes section, look at easy entrees. There's so many um, good raw vegan recipes like you know, five minute spaghetti and, and all kinds of delicious things that you, that you can certainly make that would just require a little bit more advanced planning, like maybe making a, a marinara sauce in your food processor and all of those kinds of things keep really well and work so well for that lunch room kind of um, experience. And so I have tons of great recipes for that as well. But just being practical the gist of what you can tend to do would be like at least get some sort of really big salad with something hearty and you know you can't just have only a green salad for lunch so you want to have something delicious on top of it like I said uh, some falafel or a crumbled veggie burger um, or at the very least like a handful of walnuts or something to give it a little bit more substance because at the end of the day 
after lunch, you want to have had enough food, enough calories, enough feeling of being full that's going to really sustain you until your little afternoon snack and then dinner because nobody can really exist and, and perform well at work when you're hungry. So we want to make healthy choices, but we don't want to get hungry abnormally either. So um, that's kind of the idea there. Now, I didn't really talk about smoothies in the lunchroom. Certainly you could do that. Um, it wasn't something that I, I didn't like to make too much of a spectacle of myself in the lunchroom, you know, with everybody eating their microwave dinners and to be in there making a smoothie. But I think it's, it's definitely a great option. And if you have a blender at, or access to a blender at work, but I found I didn't really feel comfortable with that. I just felt like everyone already thought I ate so weirdly. I was just self-conscious about that. Um, and I, I don't tend to love leftover smoothies either, like something that was blended in the morning and then I don't love that. <laughs> so um, that wasn't something that I brought in my lunchroom, although I had a smoothie um, for breakfast. Plus for me, a smoothie for breakfast and a smoothie for lunch is kind of like not exciting enough for me. But that is a nice segue actually to the concept of those of you who are on the road or at university or, you know, just maybe even are just whatever, you know who you are, <laughs> people that don't have access to a lunchroom. So in this case, I do think that having a smoothie that you've made that morning for lunch um, is an excellent option. You can throw that in a big mason jar now, it's not going to keep for a really long time. So if you have a normal situation where you're, you know, leaving for work at 8 a.m. and then you're maybe able to eat your lunch around noon, I think that's going to be totally fine, unrefrigerated for a couple of hours with you. I think that's going to be just fine. But if you're like, I don't know, working some crazy 16-hour day, I, I would not think that that would be very appealing and maybe it would go a little bit funky if it was like in your hot car for 12 hours or something like that. Of course, you can use a little cooler or something like that um, if you need to, but that's probably not practical for most of us. So similarly, if you're like at university and you maybe had a big smoothie for breakfast and you made like double and then you only have to clean your blender once once which is awesome and then you can take a big smoothie with you on the road as well i have seen those tupperware drink containers that have a ball in the middle that help you to shake up the smoothie to re kind of mix it up if it separates or settles i've never used one of those i would love to hear if anybody has had a positive experience with those um and there's also the smaller bl blenders that have a little container that has a screw top on it. Um, I think maybe the Nutribullet or the Ninja or something has that. Um, but because I'm not needing to be on the road so much myself, I haven't explored that too much. Again, if you're in the car at university, um, those crackers and just having nuts, like a Ziploc of nuts in your backpack or something will save you so much just when you need a little snack and are trying to, um, you know, if you're hungry in the middle of the afternoon or something. Um, another thing that is just quick and easy would be to have fruit with you. I know it's a little bit boring, but if you're like driving somewhere and you're hungry and you're in a rush, you absolutely should have access to like, especially apples and bananas because they're not a mess. You can eat them and 
you know, peeling an orange in the car is not really that practical, especially if, if you're the driver um, and it just kind of can be messy and, and juicy. So definitely just apples and bananas, super practical, easy. I know these are all things that are very intuitive, but even me where I have, I really enjoy cooking and all of this stuff. There's just nothing that, like, I cannot tell you how many times I just grab an apple or eat a banana. They're kind of nature's little perfect packages of pre-packed food. So I think that's kind of all I really wanted to say. I, I know I haven't gone over the quick and easy lunches too, too much for on the road. Um, but the idea here is I'm confident that you know what you like and you know what works. Like, obviously, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I'm just confident that you know what you like. And there's so many of your everyday recipes that you can adapt for lunch on the go and I think um, you know raw soups would be great as well to take with you um, both in your lunchroom or on the road as well there's a lot you can do there but I think ultimately the most important part of this is to just make the effort and get into the routine and the ritual of actually packing it or mentally preparing it particularly and especially the night before and once you get into the routine of it um, I think you won't find it, it too difficult. Uh, leaving you with just a few extra tips here. Let's see. We talked about keeping snacks at your desk and in your work fridge for sure. Um, another thing at another older job I had, it was kind of my routine at lunch. I was able to walk to a close grocery store and I would just like get my lunch groceries on like a Monday while at work, like on Monday at work, I just walk over to the grocery store, get like a whole bunch of fruit and maybe some veggies and whatever, some f food that would allow me to make my healthy lunch at work that week. So that was something that worked at one of the jobs that I had as well. Um, but yeah, just keeping food, keeping healthy food available is kind of like the first key as well. Um, so I think that's essentially what I wanted to say. Maybe I'll just leave you with a thought too, back to this whole preparing the night before thing. Um, one of my goals for this year was to get a little bit more into my routines, particularly for like my household routines. And I I don't know if you've heard of this, the fly lady, F-L-Y lady. She has like all of these tips for like how to keep your house clean. And I was inspired to do that. But one of the things that I really liked that she did that I think... Um, lends itself well to all areas of your life, actually, um, was just she ha suggested having um, a morning routine and a bedtime routine that you kind of do every day and even just write it down. So um, this could involve like your household chores, but it could also just involve like your food preparation. Depends. You have to adapt it for what works for you. But for me, um, what I would do is... My morning routine is like, you know, get up, make my bed, do this, walk my dog, eat breakfast. doesn't have to be long. Uh, and then my evening routine might be like, you know, I don't know, check my email, close my computer, think about, get ready for bed, think about what I'm going to have for lunch the next day or pack my lunch for the next day. And you'll be surprised that writing these things down, even though it's like really basic, like, 
wake up, brush my teeth. Sometimes it helps you to just keep going with the flow. So I definitely encourage you to maybe if you're trying to get your lunches ready and you'd like to make them the night before, try to just do a bedtime routine and write it down with just like, you know, six things that you hope to ideally do every night before you go to bed, like pack your lunch, um, get ready for bed, maybe wipe down your kitchen counters or something, you know, whatever is going to work for you. But really, these routines are super important and they'll really help you to have quick and easy healthy lunches on on the regular. So I am Laura Jane the Rotary and thank you so much for being here with me. I am always interested to hear what you'd like to have me talk about on the podcast. Um, I hope to have some more interviews as well coming up this year on the podcast with some of your favorite raw foodies. So watch out for that. And as always, thank you so much for being here with me and I will talk to you soon. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.